Yes, people, what's going on? Welcome back to Above the Knee podcast with me, Liam Loftus. As always, we are joined by my man, Jay Extended. Jay, how are we? I'm happy, man. Looking forward to this. All good? All good. Absolutely buzzing. And today we are joined by presenter, announcer, Ellen Ellard. Ella, how are you? Ellen, Hello, sorry. I'm so good. I'm so good. How are you? All good, thanks. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty buzzing. All, all good. No complaints. Me and Jay have a started playing pro clubs together and he's he's got a bit so he's i've been very yeah, funny i had my trial i had my trial yesterday and like liam was like you any good i was like i hope so <laughs> and then it worked out so he's better than us it was long <laughs> he is better than us and my friends obviously don't know jay so was, i was getting lit up for mistakes and it's just it's just not great it's not great but yeah that's that's been us really have you been, have you been busy been up to much yeah really really busy um there's just so much going on at the minute sport wise um i'm off to scotland to do some stuff with the six nations um so that's like the thing that's coming like at me quite quick at the minute um february's full of that we've got quite a few home games over at manchester city as well um that's always off the jaw sometimes we have it where we just have i think for like especially like most of december as well i know a lot of them were postponed but we had quite a few home games um, or it was a lot, quite a lot of away games scheduled. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be about at the stadium that much. But February is absolutely packed. So, uh, yeah, there's lots going on at the minute. How have you found it? Your first, or in like half season at City now, how have you found it? You enjoyed it? Absolutely loved it. It is like, it is the dream. Like, oh, it's just been, it's been so good. Um, obviously, we had a bit of a tricky start to the season and that was quite difficult. I think you know, being an announcer as well, and I'm supposed to be there being like hype man, and then things aren't going our way. That's quite tricky. But just to see everyone, all the fans, the players all rally around each other. And now look at what a blistering start to 2022 we've had. Um, yeah, it's just such a good position to be in. And yeah, just generally like the whole team at City are the best. It's such a good place to work. I was, um, what, was what was your journey to City? What was, what was, the, what was the process like? Because um... Do you have to do you have to do like auditions? Do you have to come in and do like because like mine, when I got my job there, it was like everyone's always, oh, how do you get the job? And I applied online and then I had to come in and do like like a trial run sort of thing. Was yours was yours similar? Yeah, really similar. So mine was a bit of a weird one because I applied during a pandemic. So the job came up October 2020, I think. That sounds really long ago. Very ago. Like <laughs> two years. Like ages ago. Yeah. That's mental. Um, yeah, so I think it was October 2020, job came up. I think we'd just gone into, I don't think it was quite a lockdown yet, but it was when you could only have like six people go on holiday. I was supposed to be going on holiday uh, with a group of more than six, and I volunteered myself to be the one that didn't go so they could go and have the time of their lives. <laughs> and for like me being a 21-year-old at the 21 year old at the time, I was sat in my flat on LinkedIn on a Friday night, which is like... That sounds entertaining. <laughs> probably like living the good life um and I saw this job and I was like oh my gosh like that is my dream job like that is me through and through I had uh, an announcing background with athletics I had a presenting background through working for the BBC and I was like this job is an absolute bit of me anyway because it was you know a massive club and I was like there's gonna be so many applicants I was like I'll apply and like I'll put so much like put so much time into like getting the application right and making sure that it was all like perfect and everything that I wanted to put across but I was like didn't expect anything at all and then I remember just before Christmas got an email um so it was like a month later after I applied being like oh um we liked you would you do would you um 
because it felt I think I had to film some videos because it was like COVID times mm. I had to like film myself doing some announcing I think I had like five tasks that I had to do so some of them were presenting some of them were the standard sort of announcing going through a team sheet announcing a goal I think I did a substitution that kind of thing um and then I sent them off again thinking oh it's great that I've got this far this is really good you know that was like a self-confidence boost in itself um and then I got an email back in January being like we really liked you we've narrowed it down would you come on a zoom with us and we'll have a chat about the next step of the process then ended up coming up to Manchester which obviously where I'm now based but at the time I was based in Cambridge so I had to travel up to Manchester for a uh, sort of like in-stadium audition which was a bit mental because it was like I came up and had to do all the announcing stuff to just a, like no one in the stadium I think there was a guy there's the groundsman and I was there sort of properly trying to get like hyping that up um, and the groundsman's just there going across on his on his mower um, and then yeah that was sort of how it then happened and I got a phone call a couple of weeks later saying that, that I was the one who got the job so yeah that was sort of the process but it's a bit weird because I've got quite a few announcing friends from like my athletics and that who so rarely do jobs like this come up through an application process most of the time mm. it is either you're known to the club or you're just sort of like more of a like work your way up so you start off you know as a producer and then sort of or like a live events producer and then you're sort of working your way up or you know same with as you'll know sort of in like doing the sort of more sort of tv presentry kind of things you know you start and sort of make your way up so um this was like just such a good experience to have that sort of not have to just sort of you know there's no what's the right way of putting it like it wasn't like I had to know anyone like to get in it was sort of like a they just sort of took my experience as it was which was really nice because so often mm. in the industry it is oh <clears throat> like sort of a, a who do you know thing yeah you copy you copy my whole flow <laughs> um moved up with 21 got a job at city applied online from Cambridgeshire yeah copy my whole flow um <laughs> yeah it was it's, it is a bit of a mental like it almost feels I don't know if you find it, it I always think it almost sounds when underwhelming when you tell people like oh, I just saw it online yeah especially and people are like well how how did you how on earth did you see it and like, did you used to check all the time and you're like but like, I saw mine on like the actual Man City website like not even on like LinkedIn like I remember like browsing the shop and I was like let me just like see what's going on over here I've not seen this tab before and as a job I thought like, right this is mental but um yeah, it's, it's actually mental how similar our like path was. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, what did you what was you doing back in Cambridge? Because you were on you were on radio, right? Yeah. So I um so I grew up in Peterborough, um and then moved down to Cambridge where my work sort of shifted more predominantly to to Cambridge itself. I was um I was a presenter on Radio Cambridgeshire, but also did like like local radio. You do everything. So um, I did, so I presented BBC Introducing, so that was like my main presenting gig, but then I'd also go out and do some like reporting on the sport um, do like standard sports journal job where I'd sort of get in, go and find a story to go and report on, go out and sort of do like the community side of sport as well. Um, I presented the Sunday Faith show on one occasion. Um, basically, you just sort of muck in and do a bit of everything. So, um, so that was like such a good grounding of just being like so well-rounded, but then also like that made me realize that I wanted to do the sport thing more. And especially at the time, because I've been doing England athletic stuff on the side, I was like, that is what I want to do. Like the stadium stuff, the being, you know, amongst the crowd, mm. like that was what I wanted to do. And like, obviously like everything sort of fed in because 
the stuff I was doing, like my news reading really helps them when I'm delivering the scripts. And so it's all sort of fed in together. There's been so much variety, but it's all sort of like, it all helps each other out at like certain points, which is nice. Um, talking like women's football, was, so was you like a big fan of the game before or was like a Man City your entry point? Because I'm a bit like that, like, I obviously knew about it, but it didn't really interest me massively. And then once I started working at City, a lot of the women's team, it was like this, it's like an amazing team, ridiculous setup. It's like really hard not to get involved and not to love it. And like, I'm fully aware that like my women's football education has been like spoiled. Like I'm so lucky to have experienced what I have like so early into my, my, my journey. Like what, what, what was yours? Was Man City the start for you as well? Um, so like I was on the sports team at, at Radio Cambridgeshire, so I did a lot of the local sport there. So um, growing up in Peterborough, sort of raised as a like I had like got taken to like the, the Peterborough United games, but then also like been down to like Cambridge United games as well. So that was sort of like then I ended up working on them. So like that was how I got into like sort of the I'd say sort of like the heavier football side of things in general. And then from there, it was quite hard to then find a women's team to support because mm. Cambridgeshire that we haven't got like, I mean, it's so good to see now, like there is sort of that sort of, there is talent coming through, but we haven't got like huge teams in Cambridgeshire anyway, let alone sort of the women's teams to go sort of alongside it. So um, I like obviously grew up growing up like super, super sporty, um, come from like a really sporty family, um, like played football when I was younger, like just like at school. Um, one of like three girls who did which was very sort of standard and then when I went to like secondary school wanted to get more involved with football and wanted to continue that but that wasn't an option it was very much like girls do their sports boys do their sports and um so then sort of like drifted away from it and sort of focused on more individual stuff but then when I was especially like working and covering football a lot more for Radio Cambridgeshire that was when I was like right okay like I want to make sure like I want to get back into this I want to enjoy it and see what's out there um, and then obviously through like following the Lionesses, like Steph Horton, Ellen White, like huge heroes of mine. So then sort of then sort of started following City because of that, just because that was where sort of the players that I admire played. Um, and that was sort of how then obviously when I'm looking at City and when like that job came up, I was like, that is the absolute dream because so many of the players that I admire mm. and just the whole, the way the club conducts itself with you know bringing aligning the men's and the women's team together so closely like they have done for so long now I was like that's the kind of thing that I want to be part of and that's like the environment that I want to be part of so it isn't like something that I haven't I know, I've got quite a few friends who were lucky enough to be able to sort of stay in that sort of football pathway got picked up quite young and then were even though they couldn't play football at school were able to go out and join join clubs locally or their parents would sort of take them to other ends of the country which was almost like for most people always the case um but it was like i'm just so glad that i found a way to sort of get back involved with it because when i was young like especially when i was like really really young it was such like an important part of just going out and having a kick about like even though it was with the lads like uh, at break time like no it was it was something i really enjoyed and yeah i'm sort of glad it's sort of come back like full circle a bit and i'm able to you know play a part in the in the sport again awesome send up local St. ives town women banging yes. team yeah, that's 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 my team back home. It's Love a nice that. town women. Um, yeah, a few of my friends played for him. Yeah, big big fan of them. That was probably I remember like going to their training and stuff because I was at the FA for a bit, <clears throat> like Cam's FA, 
and then used to go along with them and then yeah it's like went from that like a couple times of like within like a couple months and then straight to city and I was like this is mental because I was like it's quite good here but then like the, the academy stadiums are the best in the country oh, yeah. really and it like it's, it's a joke like for you it's being able to work stadium. there it's a beautiful you, I yeah think, like like especially the academy stadium I think it really sets the bar in women's football, especially like the WSL. Like when you, and I love the fact that it's one of the easiest stadiums to get to. Cause I think like, especially when it comes to like the top three, it's really hard to get to Arsenal. It's really hard to get to Chelsea. Like the Academy stadium, it's just so much easier. And I think that definitely helps attract big crowds. So like top stadium, especially at night, that stadium at night. Wonders. It's so easy. Just been on top of the tram. Mm. That's the one, trust me. After after going to get yourself a little snack from Asda, all of that, get yourself back <laughs> into town. Yeah, it is absolutely wavy. But I think like the match day experience as well, just as a whole, and I know I'm going to be like slightly biased as well, um, very biased, but generally like going around and like following City, like I've been to quite a few away games this season. And I genuinely think we put on such a good match day experience. And like that genuinely makes me like even more proud to be part of it because I feel like the club really has its fans are like right in the centre and especially for the women's game as well, just properly like takes care of them. We have so much fun. Like we've got the fan zone there, you know, the Moonies are there throwing out t-shirts. I was like looking on, I was looking on social media and there's just a hilarious video of like Moonchester just lobbing a t-shirt um, into the crowd and just like stuff like that generally, like the quizzes we do at halftime, going down like the other week, I was interviewing Ellie Roebuck pitch side just stuff like that where you can get the fans just get so close to the action and I think the academy stadium as well like we really bring the fans like right into the center of it yeah it's definitely a one of the I, I mean I'm obviously biased as well but yeah. I think it's the best stadium women um, women's team wise easily and just like having a designated stadium I think is so good it's not yeah 100% it's not like well we saw it with the euros like that's the it's being held, the game's being held there. It's like not like uh, like United when it's being held at Old Trafford. I mean, amazing that it's being held at, held at Old Trafford, but it's like, okay, like that's not where the women's team plays. So it kind of, for me, it kind of like rubs a bit of the shine off. But I mean, any any chance to get a dig in at United. But <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <clears throat> what's, what's been your, your favourite moment? Like this season, what's been your, your favourite moment? What's been the highlight for you? There's, there's so many, there's so many. I think, uh, and it's tricky because a lot of like the personal like moments that I felt really big were also some like of the hard moments for the team, mm -hmm. which has been like quite a interesting thing to have to balance. Like uh, announcing at the FA Cup semi-final was unreal. Like when I saw that we, we had that as a home draw, that was amazing. Then obviously the result was really tough. So it's, 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 been quite tricky same with the champions league mm. huge moments mm. and i'm there like oh wow this is like insane this is like such a huge stage and then when things haven't gone completely our way then it's like oh but then again like we've had especially in the run-up like the quarterfinal for the fa cup like huge win and just sort of that was my first like experience of announcing it an fa cup um, and going straight in at quarterfinals pretty cool so like you know that was a huge win so I look at that back like look back on that really fondly um there's just been so many really nice moments like even like there was a time there was one match I think it was the Wickham game where I was over at the at the Etihad and talking to Karima Pitchside um and it was just like crazy because I'm there talking to Karima you know our goalkeeper who was like our, our first our starting goalkeeper at the time 
um, pitch side at a men's game, putting the game out there and the women's game out there and showing like, this is what we do the other side of the road. Come over, come over and join us. So stuff like that as well. But I'd say definitely like, even though the result didn't go our way, like sort of personally being able to be there and announce at the FA Cup, um, was great and then sort of like the wins we've had I mean Arsenal that was like I, I obviously not the win but um, you know just announcing that goal going in mm. after you know everything we've gone through to then sort of have that moment was great um, and yeah like just like the big wins are great you know when the scoreline's huge and you're you're announcing those city goals going <laughs> one after another like that's just such a great feeling um, there's, yeah there's genuinely been so much and I know like especially with the way we're progressing the way we've started 2022 i know there's going to be like so many more great moments as well um this one this one's a bit like it might be i'm not really sure how you'll answer it but just thinking like how do you i obviously got to answer my own head how do you navigate like because everything you do is live how do you navigate a bad result like how do you like, it's like, okay, I've got to announce it. Like, it's a few seconds before you're about to go on. You're looking at your mic. You're like, right, I've got to, like, what can I do here? <clears throat> like, how, how do you navigate that? So one of the things that I have always sort of kept quite sort of close to, like, not, I, I don't know, like, the, one of the things that I've always sort of valued myself on is I never wanted to be one of those announcers and that just went, when something didn't go their way, it was just, like, dead pat, like, like, oh like oh goal for Arsenal well the only time I've been like that was that Spurs hand goal that hand mm. handball was the only time I've been like properly been like just because of the chaos around it I was like mm. is that is that even is this a thing like yeah that's the only time I've probably myself realized how sort of me sort of being like oh oh um and sort of the way I've conveyed that um it's tricky because you want to be respectful as well, especially in the women's game. I think it's quite different to sort of how you'd handle things in the men's. Um, it is even if, and you see this a lot, especially with a, a lot of our City fans, um, it is sort of one big family. It's especially one big family at City, but even the travelling fans will come over and chat and come over and be very respectful, mm. um, in my experience at least. So I think it's quite important not to just be completely like or um and most of the time you've got another game to look forward to so you'll say if the if the score hasn't gone your way just say be really respectful thanks to thanks to the fans for coming out look after yourselves you always do a get home safe message at the end um and then look forward to the next game and sort of hype for that um so that's how i sort of deliver you deliver it in the stadium and sort of like a, towards the crowd but it is i found it sort of a little bit weird having to juggle those emotions inside me of being like you go on air and it's that buzz isn't it you mm. get a weird adrenaline from being on air and doing something live like that but then also when the result hasn't gone necessarily away which is what i was saying with like the fa cup amazing experience and i'm like wow this is like this is crazy this is like a, this is a huge this is something i'll look back on for the rest of my life but then the result hasn't gone our way and i'm having to like got this sort of like internal struggle you almost feel like, guilty for enjoying yeah, it sort I of thing I, yeah i've got that pride but then i've also got the oh that's really gutting because we could have been at wembley mm. so there is it's, it is a bit of a challenging one but i always try especially when i'm announcing to be like respectful about everything like 
you know, if a goal, if when the when the traveling team score, when the the visitors score, like the other week when Bristol scored, there was two lads who come all the way up from Bristol. If I then announced it, and this is there going absolutely wild in the corner, just the two of them, the only two, like I'm pretty sure they were the only two Bristol fans who'd come up. You know, if I was then like, or like I know some stadiums don't even announce away goals, but like I feel like we've got a, we've got to sort of be. How do I describe it? In the other words, when, like, well, it's like when you strip it back, it's the fan experience for everyone. It's not just the home fans, and you've got to deliver a positive fan experience for everyone. Because if not, if because there's some teams that don't do very well that like, and you see it every year, and teams struggle, but fans will follow them regardless. And I guess yeah. if you're putting on a poor show at the stadium, they're gonna be like, my team's getting beat. Like, why am I coming here? So you, I guess, yeah, I guess you've got to put on a positive experience to go for like a, a reason if it's not just a football it's oh you know what I like going to this stadium I like all the stuff around it so yeah I, I, I get that I, I like that and we definitely I like I was saying earlier I think at the academy stadium we definitely do you turn mm. up you're greeted by like everyone is just happy to be there you know even when things aren't going our way you know I'm coming in and I'm like you know welcome to the academy stadium here's what we've got going on today you know we put, we put so much on like got at the minute we've got like the face painting we do free hot and soft drinks you know making that fan experience making people enjoy being there you know a minute goals are absolutely flying in so mm. they want to be there um and even when even when like stuff wasn't going our way the fans the city fans in particular stood by the players through at, through every step of the way and were there on social media like saying do you know what we move on we move forward we know what what we can do this hasn't been the best showing, but we move, we move forward and we keep going. And so much, especially start of the season was against City. Um, the injuries, you know, once you get into that sort of, you know, like, you know, look at our goalkeeper situation. You know, we were really like, we're down to like, you know, what is it? Fifth, fourth and fifth choice goalkeepers at some yeah. point. It's like, mm. you know, no other team at that point was struggling with injuries the way that City were. And still, the the fans and the players were so positive and always kept their heads up and always moved forward. And that one, you then want to go and watch them. You want to yeah. go and be there, and you want to yeah, you want to support them, to cheer them on, yeah, because they're putting in the energy to be like, right, we're going to be here and we're going to keep fighting. I think that's the beauty be of a team. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of a team, especially with this city team. You've got players like Kiara Keating that's come in and like. She's only 17 years old and like the fans get behind her. I remember I was at the Aston Villa City game and like they came up with a chant for her and it's like I love the chant. that I boosts love her confidence so much. And like you think about it, it's like that kind of family vibe that you get at City. It's like it's going to motivate the players to do much better. And then like when the team goes on a great run like they are now, it's like you remember the times when it wasn't great and how everyone stuck mm. together. And I think that's what really helps build more supporters because they come and they realize, oh my God, this is a great fan base. Like everyone's a family. And it's like, it makes, even if you're a rival fan, like you realize what it's like, and you're like, you know what? Those City guys, they're really nice. And it's like, I think that's really important for the game moving forward. I think a lot of the rival fans do love a trip to the Academy Stadium. Mm. You know, you look at, you know, everyone who turned up for the Arsenal game, you know, the traveling fans that turned up for the Chelsea game, for, for both Chelsea games, um, you know, it's such a great day out and like you said you know you want to you want to be there to experience it and the fans sort of the the fans remember how much the players are putting and the players will remember how much the the fans are putting I, I loved seeing Kiara so I saw I was at um, Leicester or Burton for Kiara's debut mm. which was you know such a strong debut and Kiara against Arsenal 
was yeah. she was great. She was Top really, really, really like yeah. that. Um, I think she was it two Miedemar goal attempts she saved. Yeah. You know, some of that she threw herself right down there on so many occasions, and it was just so so good to see. Yeah, and point she's got blank. All the fans behind her. Yeah, exactly. Like just getting right behind her, chanting their name, and we do like we do that for like every single like player that comes through, like the two new debutants. Um, who came on uh, for the, the FA Cup game against Nottingham Forest at weekend. I was sitting behind, so I was sitting in front of some of the fans and they're like, the, the parents had come through and they were like sharing all the information. So we all, like, they knew everything about them so they could like support them properly, mm. getting like their photos taken and all of that. <laughs> so they've got stuff to put on social media, properly looking after them. And that's the same sort of with like how I felt. Like as soon as I stepped through the doors at the Academy Stadium, like it felt like a family and I felt mm. so welcome and so looked after by the fans. Um, and, you know, sort of, you know, it goes both ways, you know, if we're putting on a great experience, you know, they want to sort of, you know, look after me as well. I've had like times where I've had like videos and like pictures taken of me when I'm like out and about doing my thing and like they're sending them over. And that's like, you know, it's really nice. It does feel like such a family, like more so than I felt sort of being and working and involved with other clubs. Yeah. Also, I want to think, especially speaking on that kind of family, I think when you watch City and just because Kiara's young and she's come in, to have people like Steph Horton and Alex Greenwood like constantly like reassuring her, I think that's one thing sometimes you don't really see it on TV. And then when you actually go to games and see how how much that communication really can help a player, just to know that you're okay, cool, you're okay, that's fine, things like that. And then that's when players have great performances like that. So I think it's a great to have, there's a perfect blend, I think, at City. You've got the youth, you've got the players like Jess Park, Lauren Hem, Kira, Kira Keating, but then you've got Steph, you've got Lucy, and I think that's why the team on their day is, like, unbeatable, in my opinion. Definitely. I remember being, you know, like I said, when I was at Leicester um, for Kiara's debut, they were all chatting back to Kiara and being like, right, mm. okay, this is, you know, if something had happened, if, like, you know, um, you know, if, like she played the ball out or whatever and they were like oh next time like this one like like yeah. they're communicating so well with her making sure that she knows exactly what she's doing especially on that case in particular mm. because uh karima had warmed up and had gone through the warm-ups was named and then it was you know before before the match started that they had to then swap yeah so like they like they took her like under their wing straight away and like her and ruby is so nice to see mm. they're coming through it together and her and Ruby Mace, like supporting each other and just them, you can, you know, you see them and you're like, right, this is, they're defining, this is going to help them and this can define their career. Mm. Look, they're sharing a pitch with Steph Port and Lucy Bronze. You know, it's it's so great to see that and see them building. And same with the two debutantes who came on on the weekend. You know, just, I was looking at them and I was like, right, you know, the way, you know, that they were being communicated, like the team were communicating with them, even though, they had to travel down separately because of COVID protocols. They haven't probably had that complete time to like immerse themselves in mm. that squad as they would do. You know, they had the training days before, but they didn't have the whole going down on coach together, that kind of vibe. So, um, so yeah, like just seeing that in action is is so, so nice. The team's just good vibes, man. Definitely. It always has been like, it's just like talk, going back to Jess Park, having played like 50 games already that's that's, that's in that realistically sure. that's a she's now a senior player yeah like in terms of appearances and it's just like mental like they the way they can get players in so young and they're so, they're just so mature straight away and can hit the ground running and it's like even if you don't 
we've got these ridiculous players who can drop in and out. And yeah, it's just, it's a very well balanced team for me. Um, and yeah, big, big, big fan of them all. Like it's definitely looking at our new signing as well. Yeah, she's only 20, Julie Backstad. Like she's like going to come in and be developed through the club. So when I saw her, like when I saw like the, the signing and all the announcement about that, I was like, this is like great. You know, she's a player who's proven herself in a similar way to Bonnie as well. Yep. Proven herself in other leagues. She's got a significant amount of goals and especially like goals to appearances ratio. Mm. You're bringing her in and then you're helping develop them further and setting them off on that trajectory, which is what I love about the club. That bunny signing. Able to come in as well and not that bunny to... signing. Oh my God, that bunny signing. Like as a Jamaican, I think like you're not really going to see that many Jamaican players in the WSL. So it was like, I remember the rumours like a Jamaican might be heading to the WSL and I was like, wherever she goes, I'm supporting. So it's like, <laughs> I've got a soft spot for Man City. As soon as I saw Bunny, I was like, and I think it's amazing because like, I talked to family members in Jamaica and it's like, they don't really, because the men weren't doing well internationally, they weren't really watching football. But then I was like, watch Bunny. Bunny's really good. And now they've become Man City fans. So it's like, I think that kind of aspect of a new player joining a new league and like they can influence different fans as well. I love Bunny. Mm. Whenever she plays, like I think she does a great job and like City of Sport having her and Ellen White up top. Yeah, she's... For me, she's like not matched in terms of the league. Like the way she plays, she can do mm. all the like the little touches and she's very cute with it. And then like she's so much more powerful than everyone. Else. Like I, I remember saying I tweeted it earlier on the year and I was like, listen, when Bunny gets fully fit, like it's it's long for you lot. It's very, very long. And like unfortunately, she's had a few injuries, struggled with COVID, like had COVID. But yeah, once we get a full season with everyone, everyone fit. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not great for you, Jay. I'm gonna tell you now, bro. It's not, it's not great for you. You better just win the WSL this year and enjoy it. <laughs> but he'll be fine because he's a bunny stand. So you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like... I'm celebrating no forgotten with my Jamaican flag. <laughs> Turn up at the bus parade with your flag. Yeah. <laughs> my Jamaica hat on as well. <laughs> right. Um, let's talk. Let's talk the Euros. I mean, we 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 touched on it briefly. Let's let's talk Euros. Ellen, you you excited? buzzing so 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 excited yeah it's oh, it's just after everything that sport has been through and mm. i'm gonna say women's football and women's sport in particular um so when i i was back in cambridge i used to present the women's sport podcast and that we launched that through covid and a lot of what we spoke about was how women's sport is going to recover after covid because we see you know we're still seeing it now unfortunately but like clubs aren't getting weren't getting the right funding you know the the process of how these players weren't weren't able to play weren't able to train you know it was sort of sometimes especially down lower down the leagues in particular the women's game was a bit of an afterthought in in many cases so to then see where we're at now where in particular this situation that I had well quite recently I put in for so many tickets in the ballot because I was like Let's go. Like yep. I had, I had, yep. I, had like, I had put all my money into like a separate bank account. I was like, I'm gonna go because if you put in for loads, you then had to pay for those. So I was like, Yeah, all right. I'll take the hit. I'll take the hit. I ended up out of the ballot with two pairs of tickets, and that was it. But I was like, Do you know what? I'm not that. I'm not that bothered because that means yeah, how many people, Other people are getting have it. gone mm. in for that ballot? Loads of my mates at work have got tickets, and I'm 
I was like, right, okay, well, I'll buy some off you then. Um, <laughs> but like loads of them have got tickets. And I was like, I didn't even realize you were like into, like you'd be up for going and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and just the way, you know, it's, it's all over the UK. The spread that they've got, where it's not just the, not just the London clubs and not just like the directly central Manchester clubs. Um, the spread they've got, you know, going down to Southampton, Sheffield, I genuinely, I'm so, so excited. I'm so hyped. Even, you know, even before we start to look at who England might play, where England will end up, just the whole experience, especially after seeing the Menduras as well, mm. like seeing last summer, um, I'm just ready just to go and just have the time of my life. I'm like, I'm so, so hyped for it. Yeah, I think um, I agree with you. It took women's sport, took a massive hit during COVID. Like even like just looking at the WSL, like attendance wise, we like World Cup massive. And I was like, I was like, listen, it's gonna be like we're gonna come out of the World Cup and it's gonna be so sick. And you saw the growth and you saw people start getting exciting. And then when football was taken away from everyone, it just like we just sort of struggled. And it should have been like, okay, we've had the World Cup, we've got the Olympics, there's this new broadcast deal. Like these should have all been pillars building towards it. And it went from the World Cup, COVID, and everyone sort of went, oh. And like now I feel like this, we've got the broadcast deal and then the Euros is like almost like the redemption arc. Like this is this is it now. Everyone's like super gassed. Like just having live football and like an international tournament at home, I think is going to be so massive for people. Like, because you always get the people who are going to be like, oh, I don't care about women's football. Okay. But during the Olympics, did you care about shot put? Would you say that you're a huge shot put fan? Like, is are your family like, do you know what I mean? So people, I think a lot of people will go for the experience and then through having a positive experience, we'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm on it now. I can, it's much more affordable than a men's game. It's a lot less toxic than a men's game. I always think like when you see families, I'm like, why would you not bring your whole family here? Like this is a few years ago when it's like tickets for kids are one pound. I'm like, why would you not? And especially like a city when it's free soft drinks and stuff like like get your whole family go down probably cost you a tenner including the tram i'm like this is like mind-blowing like how can you not want to take your children to watch live football or take family to live football i think whilst people might be like well, well i'm not a city fan am i with the euros it doesn't really matter you're going to be seeing an international team and i think that is going to snowball and then coming into the next season it's going to be like wicked and that's the thing as well. I don't think people really care who they see. When when I was putting in for tickets, I was like, I want to go here. I want to go there. Do I really care who, what? I, I was like, I had, a, you know, obviously had a look to see who might end up in what places. But I didn't really care. And like a lot of my mates had just thought, what's local to us? Would like mm. to go. It's in summer. What more could you want? Like, why would you not want a day out watching football, watching sport, being involved in something that is is massive? So um, So, yeah, I think like, you know obviously it's nice when you sort of like remove the sort of general like club fan ras i like side of things where you know a lot of the season you're at sort of each other's throats and you're like right okay here for madrigal all of that like you know your, your twitter sometimes can just be a horrible place but i'm so ready <laughs> sometimes <for that>. always <laughs> so, twitter after the arsenal game did not pass the did not pass the vibe check Jay, Jay's gonna just turn his turn his, his video off. He's like, oh, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, no, I'm like, I just, I'm so ready for a united summer, like, like we had in, like we had last summer. You know, mm. everyone, everyone, and 
literally everyone. My mates were texting me. I had one mate text me like, who's England's number three? And I was like, what are you asking? Like, she's the trip tonight. It was 12. I think, I think it was, Luke, I'm pretty sure. Or was it 12? She was after no, Luke Shaw, basically. Short. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, she was after <laughs> Luke Shaw. But I just, I was sat there like, I think I was like home alone at times watching one of the games and I've got a test from my mate. Like, who's England's, who's England's number three? Like, I'm like, what, what are you doing? Like, I was like, you've never watched football in your life. But like <laughs> the way it unifies, yeah. like literally everyone and having it on the telly and so accessible and having, you know, the, everything around it accessible as well. The build up to it being so mm. accessible, you know, Arnold Clark Cup we've got coming up. Um, so much that is just going to be like super accessible to get people warmed up, get people hyped up. You know, the international matches we've had, bringing them up to Middlesbrough, bringing them up, you know, bringing them up north all over the place to make that accessible. So then when we get to the women's Euros, everyone across the nation is hyped up. You know, it's not like, and I th personally, as much as I'd like to see the women play at Wembley all the time, because I think that is at the least they deserve is to have the that best. option. It's the pinnacle, isn't it, of English exactly. football at Wembley? How nice the creme de la creme. Absolutely. How nice is it but to not have to travel if you're based up north? If you if you can't get down to Wembley, because Wembley, Wembley can be tricky to get to. Yeah. Mm. The best of times. If you live in the south, Wembley can be tricky to get to. So to have the games coming up here, you know, two games we've got at Molyneux. Is that this month? Yeah. Two games we've got at Molyneux. Like, you know, just getting that so accessible for everyone, no matter where you are in the country, is is another like huge win for women's football. And that's only get, going to get people more hyped up for the Euros when they know they can go and see the top of the top on their doorstep. Massively. Right. You said you didn't want to get, you didn't want to get into places and where people can end up. We're going to, we've, we've got to talk here. Let's, let's talk, let's talk England. What, what are your thoughts? Where, where, where are your thoughts? Are you, are you thinking they're going to, they're going to come out and they're going to win it? Do you reckon it's going to be easy money or are you no, a bit more not, restrained than that are you moving a bit like it. mr j extended and gonna bite his tongue bite, bite his, are you are you biting your tongue the thing the thing is all i'm saying is england are winning it that's that's i, Fine. I keep it yeah. there i keep it there. I, I knew that you'd said that so i was like yeah some old podcasts. I'm, not, I'm not sure you've always said england are gonna win it, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch the reruns var <laughs> var <laughs> Um, I think, I think England final definitely, hundred mm. percent. Um, and I, I think it could. I think they could win it. I think they could win. I, I, I'm confident that it could happen, but I'm not. I'm, I'm like that. It's challenging. I think it's. I think there's going to be. I think the whole of women's football has leveled up so much recently. And I know that's a bit different when it comes to, you know, when you look at the WSL leveling up to the point where literally anyone can beat anyone this season, you know, Burnley mm. and Arsenal. Like we have seen like shots that we wouldn't have seen seasons before. Um, so I think the whole of like the women's game is leveling up. I think, so that means like, I think obviously like there'll be some teams where like England absolutely cruise through. Um, but I do think that I'm not, you know, I think there'll be challenges. I don't think it's going to be like an easy, I don't think we're just going to cruise through them all. I think there's going to be some battles. I think there's going to be some like, some one nils. I think it's going to be mm. tight at times. I think mm. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat a lot. I think I'm going to be like lying down like, oh, my heart. I think, I, I think my heart, I don't know if my heart will take it, but I see an England final. Definitely. I think there could definitely be, be some upsets. Yeah. I, oh yeah, but I- Definitely I, I some upsets. Like you were saying with the quality, 
there's definitely going to be some upsets that people won't expect, which is always buzzing. But yeah, the the home factor is massive. Um, I mean, we saw it last year with the men, men's Euros. You saw people complaining about like, Italy and England played the majority of their games at home. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's the like having the fans or being comfortable, but it it does play into it massively like more than we'll probably ever be able to understand i mean we probably have to get a sports psychologist on and ask them the actual the actual science of it but yeah i do think that is a huge huge factor definitely definitely um yeah i think there'll be some i think there might be some shocks here and there i mean i i think spain will look good Mm. sweden um germany always performing euros yeah um it, it, yeah, it's going to be, I, I don't think it's going to be like, like I said, I don't think it's just going to be like an easy cruise through to the final. If it is dreaming. Um, oh yeah. Lovely. I mean, I, will, I was saying before, like to Jay, I was like, Oh, I still want to play these teams to test ourselves. And Jay was like, bro, if we could get an easy run to the final and only have to play one quote unquote hard team, like you're not going to complain. And I was like, nah, yeah, you got me. I'm not, I'm not going to complain. But at the same time, like, you've got to think, like, these sort of nail-biting games where, you know, either there's, like, an underdog shot, like, maybe a country we're not, like, England get tired against a country that you'd think would be, like, a an easy cruise through. Um, you know, if there's a tie and they score early, whatever, and then there's a bit of a comeback. You know, those are the games that is really going to advance the women's game because it's not going to... There won't be that sort of... Those fans will always sit there and go, oh, well, England will always win because of all it, like... You know, they've got. Speaking of that, there. you know the team I can see that happening with Republic of Ireland. Mm. Mm. I really think people haven't written them off, but sort of have. But there's a lot of quality there, and I think yeah. they could, if they could get a goal early. Because I'm, a, I'm hoping they'll have a lot of fans over as well. Because it's, it's not too far, sort of thing, and I think that could be like a real. And it's to start the to start our tournament. We're like, oh, this could be a bit. Don't don't want to mess this one up. Like look, the country's watch, watching, and it's like, it's, always, it's a potential banana skin for me. Well, you look at it. Look at what happened with England, Scotland. I mean, that mm. was nil nil. But you'd think, oh, was it cruising? Nil-nil? Should cruise out, wasn't it? The Euros mm-hmm. is an absolute men's Euros is an absolute blur to me. Where I was like working quite a lot of them, and then it was like got to the final. I was like, I'm not even sure how we got here to be. <laughs> so even though I was like working most of the games, I was like, yeah, it's just all like you know when you're like just so absorbed in it. Um, but it'll be so nice to sort of feel that and have that with the women's game to be like you know being there and being like so absorbed in all the sports and like finding like finding out more about like the players that would will pop up on these teams that we won't have heard of that we might not have seen called up or whatever um yeah i think like generally like as a a all round there's so much to be excited for i'd say watch out for norway i think Mm. because i i really hear about germany spain those are all those are obviously the big teams but norway has so much talent obviously julie blackstad she'll be there and like when you look at her record before she got to City, like think about all the talent that Norway produces year in, year out. Like, mm. yeah, especially they're going to be in England's group. So that's going to be very interesting. And I think people are going to be spoiled. That's the biggest thing from the Euros. Like a lot of people are going to be spoiled because it's kind of hard to watch certain games in certain leagues. So normally people are used to the WSL, but the Euros is going to, 
definitely put a lot of people on radar and I'm excited for it. You know, my thing, I'm, the main thing I'm hoping for, I don't know if this is like the child in me, but like growing up, World Cup, Euros, like I used to love like the sticker books and like the playing cards. I just really hope like match of day mag, uh, match attack all go really big and like put out loads of stuff because mm. that's the easiest way to learn about it. And it's like, okay, watching them is cool and is like the easiest way as such. But when the games aren't on, like, okay, what, what can I take from this? And it's like, okay, Man City sign someone from like, I don't know, a random team, like a youngster from a Sweden. You're like, oh, I've never heard of them. I've never watched them play. And then you're like, oh, hang on a minute. I've actually got their trading card. And then you're like, okay, they've got 44 attack and 78 defending. You're like, but they're a left back. So, and even like small things like that, that isn't really isn't really going to give you that good of an idea. Like you're never going to be able to go jump on Sky Sports or Match of the Day and give punditry on that knowledge. But it's just a little tiny bit of knowledge that you can go to school with and be like, oh yeah, I know about her. I've got, oh, she's she's a decent defender. And no one's gonna no one's gonna lie about it and be like, oh no, she's not. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I've got my, I've got the playing card. And I think little things like that. Even like uh, we had like I don't know. I think it was two thousand and two or two thousand four. This is old. This is Sharma age. We used to get like coins from Sainsbury's when you like, do you remember them? When you like filled up yeah. petrol or spent whatever money it was out like, of the England team. Yeah. And you have like, I got like a Michael Owen coin. I thought like, this is the best thing ever. Little things like that that don't, probably don't seem that major, but things like that I think will make the Euros like amazing for like kids. I think it would be so special for them to have all them things. Like you're saying kids, but I was I was talking the other day, like I'm so ready for the sticker book because I be like growing up as a girl, never had that. Like I was talking the other day, like I genuinely feel like it's it's a bit it's so weird because like, I've got mates who aren't really like like they follow football, whatever, like they they're they're interested. Um mm. and but they don't like broadcast or anything. And they'll come out, like, we'll be sat watching a game or whatever. And they'll come out and just start randomly commentating. I'm like, how are you doing that? Like, what, what the heck? Like, how, how's, that, how's that a thing? Well, I was like, why are you commentating? They've been playing FIFA all their life. Mm. They've been there with, like, the fake commentary in their ears, like, hearing that. So they know, like, all these little quibs to come up with. And, like, you can't, you get that watching the matches anyway. But, like, like the way like things are picked up and like the way especially like when you look at like growing up as a guy growing up as a girl like it's so different like I never had the sticker books I never really had I had a couple of match attack cards kind of things that I'd sort of like collate when one of the boys was thinking that'd be nice to me and give me a card because I was like no I have a card here give them but, doubles like, get it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly was that was me as a kid like, I used to get because I was a Man City fan down south all my friends were like United Liverpool Chelsea Arsenal so they'd get like Rolando Bianchi, like one one or two stars. Liam, do you want it? I was like, yes, get in. I remember filling out the entire page. And my dad was like, how have I managed to do this? And I was like, bro, like, I've got a shiny Silvandista. You mad? Like, this is sick. But that's it. Like, I was, that was never a thing. Like, that was never a thing for me growing up. Just because it was just like, at that time, you know, growing up in the early 2000s, it was still a very much girls do their sports, boys do their sports. And the overlap there wasn't like, it wasn't encouraged and it wasn't, it was never really a thing. Like I remember I never really did like dance classes and that, but I ended up like somehow finding my way into that. I think I probably did some dance like practice classes, but I was always there. Like I was on the tag rugby team and like 
all of that. And I wish I could have continued that into secondary school, but again, like that wasn't an option. So like when I was growing up, like the, I'd have killed to have something like that where, you know, especially seeing like women's players as well, like then there would be no reason for me not to have that. Like no one- hundred have oh, done that very well. Like the crossover between, like the seamless transition. Oh. Like I remember we got, we were like, they were handing out playing cards or like, like little packs of cards at the final. And it was like, you open a pack and it's like, oh, I've got men's team, women's team. And it's like, okay, like both teams have shinies and it's, it's, it's just, it's just better. Like being able to get it and be like, oh, okay, this is, this is my pack. I've got some women's players, I've got some men's players. And it's like, okay, cool. Right. I'm going to collect up all of uh, Southern Brave. So they all go in one pile yeah. and there's no, well, I'm only collecting the men's ones. Like, cause you're like, well, you've only got, you've only got four cards then you're throwing away half the pack. There's no point. Yeah. And just stuff like that. And it's probably like, it doesn't seem very major, but like it is, in terms of like coverage and visibility is so important. Yeah, I, I think it is so important. I, and I, like, I don't think people really realize like it's only me growing up, not having like, not growing up playing FIFA, not growing up doing all of that. Like me, like now I can look back and say, oh my God, I would have killed for something like that. Like it, mentioning the hundred, like, I think it's, if it's, I'm pretty sure it, like, at least it was for a bit. I'm not sure if it was like, but if you go on the hundred site homepage, and like find the team and then go through the team sheet and it's all like got their headshots and like all of that it doesn't it's not men's team it's not women's team it's they're all bundled together and they're all mixed like you know it's like you know there's a there's a men's player there's a women's player like mm. so when you go through the team there's both there like really present and in your face and like where else do you where else do you get that I think like they've been so forward as well and I tweeted the other day like my mum like texted me I was just when you were airing your mum's messages <laughs> no <laughs> Um, we all saw it phone. a whole day still no reply <laughs> i phoned I, it's because i'd phoned her like straight pretty much straight afterwards <laughs> and then it doesn't no, I believe show you, up, I believe doesn't you. Show up. like i'm not a bad daughter like don't come <laughs> um but like she texts me she's like do you want to go see the hundreds she said the hundreds because she was like men and the women both of them like um, it do you want to go and see the hundreds at lords and i was like like she would have never gone to see cricket or like been actively been like let's go and watch the cricket like that's so unlike her or like what I thought would be unlike her but since it's they've been on the telly and her and dad have like mm. I'm going home over summer and dad was like I turned up and they've got the cricket on and I'm like what like they I grew up as like so I grew up in like athletics household and it was very much individual sports unless you're pa passing a bat on to someone else like you are for yourself like that was like how we grew up like no team sport like really sort of within the like we were very much like a running cycling swimming family um apart from like you know when my like granddad and my grandpa would like take me out they were like the football sort of like heavy sort of influences in my life um but my mum and dad in particular like and now now they're like they were like yeah we're gonna go and watch some cricket mum was like do you want to go and watch the netball now because netball's been on bbc one and they can get it on sky's youtube for free and now mm. mum's booked tickets to go and see she, oh, who's she seeing seeing Jamaica play Jamaica play Australia like Jay's there <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go with my ready mom. text your mum plus one <laughs> Steph will take, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that um just down the road from you as well yeah get, like get Steph on it um but like you know like apart from like yeah my cousins currently live in Australia but we haven't got like that much of a family tie that she'd be like crazily supporting Australia she just wants to go and see some netball she doesn't care who she sees like it could have been anyone like Australia Jamaica is going to be an incredible game because like the two absolutely class teams I was like when she told me that I was like well you're gonna have a great day like that's that's amazing but like 
she doesn't care. She just wants to go and see some sport. And it's like, that, that for me, like genuinely made me so, so proud because that's how like the representation and making more women's sport more accessible, like that's how it works. And it's not just my generation, the younger generations, it's like our parents as well. Like seeing my 50 year old mum be like, this is what I want to do. Like, that's so good. Like, you know, there's not, like, I hate it when it's like, oh, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait, like, mm. and stuff. Like, do it in the present because, like, there's people, like, the older generation now who would love to go to the sports like that. Visibility and accessibility are the key. So, um, like, so true. Being able to just, and it, especially with the 100 as well, like, we're talking about with the Euros, it's dotted everywhere. So, um, I really, I've been watching on TV, I really want to do it. We're Manchester-based. Oh, I can't, I don't, I don't want to go down to London. I don't want to have to take don't have to pay for four tickets, spend 200 odd quid on tickets. I can just jump on a tram and go to, go to Old Trafford and just stuff like that. I think that is going to be the biggest thing. And I think that's what's going to help the Euros with being all over the place. Everyone's going to have a local game as such. Yeah. And being able to do that, I think is going to be absolutely wicked and going to make it so much more inclusive and get so many more people on board. That's the thing. If my mum's doing that, like, that's just the start. like how many more people are going to go out and do similar things like that's exactly. not me acting Steph like that's me being like you know she's doing <laughs> she's going to come out oh I've got I've got all these tickets on the ballot it's like I can't make it this one you want it she's going to double the price after you <laughs> not texting her back I tell you she's gonna be to, she'll be selling the tickets off to me she'll be like oh, I've got all the ballot tickets that's the reason I got no ballot tickets because <laughs> Steph has put in for the whole of it she's booked out the whole of Wembley she's there like right let's go kids <laughs> Adam, what, what have you got coming up? What can we look out for from you? Oh, what have I got coming up? Um, in the minute, just lots of city work. Um, is really like sort of like the big thing where you'll see me sort of out and about and you'll probably see a lot on my Insta. Um, yeah, just a lot of that. Like I said, we've got quite a few home matches coming up. Um, got quite a lot of derbies, haven't we? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I don't know if we go through, if the ties right Conti Cup will be the day Conti before yeah. the men's the men's derby which will will the, the branding will be very sick on that if that happens it'll be yeah, very okay. cool so yeah that's the day before the men's derby but the Conti Cup final could also still be a, an all Manchester final yeah exactly so we, could, we could be having we could be traveling to Wimbledon for a derby day <laughs> I'm telling you if it's if it's back-to-back derbies the branding Danny Lennon is going to be out here, mate, <laughs> whipping up a madness. It'll be sick. Yeah, lots of derbies. Um, I was trying to maths it in my head. Like, we've played, we've seemed to, like, Leicester and United, we've played a huge amount. I think partly being in the same Conti Cup group. But Leicester, I think we played three times in three months at the start of the season. Like, so we played them in the quarterfinal of last season's FA Cup, then played them in the league, and then played them in the, in the Cup. So we were like, we, that was like my regular thing was always like, we're always playing Leicester. Um, and now, yeah, United in the draw, which is going to be, it's a big, it's a big clash that because, you know, we're very much like, I feel like we're now in such a strong position. Um, and if you look at how close the matches are, have been in the previous derbies we've had already this season, you know, the, the two all back October, I think mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great clash. It's gonna be a great clash. It's gonna be like even and like another great one as well. Like that's gonna be so good to watch. It's FA Cup weekend. Gonna be a great watch for the neutral. It's gonna be a great watch for the fans. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for it. I'm excited. I'm like 
obviously when I saw that I was like properly like Brenda and Bristol like not another one I was like, it's happening again. I was like, what, what are the chances? You can never have too many derbies, I'll tell you. Especially when they've been as good as I've been. Yeah. Like, they all sort of, like, that's my favourite thing about derby. Like, form just gets stripped back and no one really cares. You can come into a derby on the back of five losses and then you pitch and it's like, you know, oh, forget what happened yesterday. Like, this is, this is us now for 90 minutes. Let's just do all we can. After the first one we had in the league back in October, so I was running into marathon the next day and I was like, I'm going to go, like, I've got the day off, so I was like, I'm going to go, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to go, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to have a nice day out at Lee Sports Village, and not less, because I've got a marathon tomorrow, and I need to sleep, and then I came home, and I was like, rage driving all the way home. It was, like, good. It was a good turnout for, like, for that game, I went to that game, it was a good turnout. Yeah, it was such a good turnout, my heart, I was like, I was like, I was doing this to try and be like, you know, nice day out, go with the fans, you're the supporters club. You know, great day out, cheering on the team. I came back and I was like, my heart palpitations. I was like, I don't think I can run a marathon tomorrow. You know, I was like, proper lie down. Um, but yeah, like it's it's so good for the fans as well. It's like that's that's the main thing about the derbies, isn't it? Like that rivalry. Yeah. And I know it's like it's spicy as well. Like I feel like it's getting a bit more spicier between like the the women's teams. Like you know, you've always got the the men's derby is always like. Oh yeah, it's got a bit now. It's a bit tasty but, now. Yeah, now we're getting like, now we're tap and you're like, yeah, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can get in on this. This is this is what I'm here for. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, this this is this is what I'm here for. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's, like you say, like you know, there's lots of lots of that going on. Like, that everything is on the line. Nice, like they the players go out there and they're like, right, let's go for it. But then also the fans are getting behind it as well. There's the spiciness with the fans, um, and because I think because we're a bit more sort of like move on from it like once it's, it's a bit it's a bit more it feels like it's a bit especially this stage in the season united sitting where they are we effectively want their spot so that's always going to add a bit more and it's like okay they're trying to defend where they are city have got the momentum they're coming after them it's like no one likes being chased no i've got it all to lose as well you're like yeah i don't know about this one <laughs> that's the thing yeah so we've got derby day on the 13th and then fa cup day Derby's yet to be decided. Those are on the twenty seventh weekend, of the twenty seventh, but they could be the Saturday or the Sunday. So what's that like? Yeah, thirteen days apart. Yeah, it's going to be. I think. And then Conti Cup Conti final Cup. between the two teams. What's that? The week, two weeks after, so a week like, after. Is that fifth, sixth? That's the fifth and the fifth and the sixth that weekend, isn't it? Oh. <laughs> it's going to get it's getting a little bit tasty. <laughs> Ellen, thank you so much for coming on. People, get yourselves down to the Academy Stadium. Sudden and also watch some wicked football. Jay, big thanks to you. As down to the Academy Stadium. Sudden and also watch some wicked football. Jay, big thanks to you as always. And we'll see you next time.